Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. This week we're going to be talking about repentance. Billy Graham said, There's a certain amount of sorrow involved with repentance that we don't see much of today. The Puritan writer Thomas Brooks said, True repentance includes sorrow for sin and contrition of heart. When you see you're wrong, you have tears of sadness streaming down your cheeks and sobs of helpless sorrow. And I say that it's sweet. I would like to personally invite you to listen in to Shedding Shackles. We're going to be talking about repentance. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is all about repentance. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, everyone. Today, I want to talk about God allows U-turns. I saw it as a bumper sticker one time. I've never forgotten it. It's a great little slogan, God allows U-turns, and it is true. It's a great slogan, and I can personally attest to the fact that it's true. But the saying itself, the slogan itself, the bumper sticker itself, won't do you any good unless it happens in your life. And when will it happen? I can't tell you. It'll happen when you're ready. And when you're ready, God makes it happen. He's the one that repents you. Ah, there we go. That's the word. God allows U-turns, but a U-turn is repentance. It's seeing you're wrong and being sorry about what you see. It's a helpless sadness. You see that you're wrong, but you also see that you can't make yourself right. You've tried to make yourself right. It's never worked. And what you're doing is you're actually seeing you're wrong in God's light of truth. You just see it. Now, it's a beautiful moment. It's very sweet. It's the most wonderful moment you will ever experience. And it's when your soul is softened and you're sorry. You're sorry about what you see. And you don't try to make yourself right. And that's a very beautiful moment because repentance is acceptable to God. And what it really is, it's capitulation to God. It's a cessation of hostility, see, all your life. If you're like most people, you've been fighting the truth. You've been trying to make yourself right, prove yourself right, be right, compare yourself with others and hate others because they did you wrong, and you've been selfish, and you didn't want to admit you're wrong. But finally, at some moment, and I can't tell you when it'll happen, at some moment you're ready, and I can't tell you when you'll be ready. But at that moment, God shines his light upon something, and you see it, and you see that you're wrong. Maybe you see that you hated your mom or you hated your dad. And now you just don't want to hate anymore. You want to come clean. And you're willing to admit you're wrong, regardless of the consequences. And 
you just bear the pain of seeing your wrong. And perhaps tears stream down your cheeks, quiet tears. And maybe you sob, little heaving sobs as you see your wrong. And you're sorry. It's a helpless sadness. You see you're wrong, but you realize you can't change yourself. And it's basically saying, I'm wrong. And that's a very beautiful moment because repentance is acceptable to God. And he's the one that makes it happen when he shines his light upon you. It's his kindness, as Paul says in Romans. I think it's chapter 2, verse 4. He says, it's God's kindness that permits you to repent. God permits you to repent. And who doesn't want you to repent? Well, the people out in the world don't want you to repent. They want you to be hard. They want you to never admit you're wrong. The people out in the world, they themselves don't want to repent, so they don't want to see you repent. And who else doesn't want you to repent? Well, the devil. And yes, there is a devil. He wants you to be proud. He doesn't like shame. He doesn't want you to be ashamed of what you did and sorry about what you did. And so he'll do everything he can to prevent it. But if you just sit quietly and see your wrong and experience what they call a godly sorrow, a sadness, you're sad about what you see. You know you can't change yourself. You're not, the tears aren't flowing because you feel sorry because you missed out on things or because you're resentful about having lost or anything like that. It's, you just see that you're wrong. It's that simple. That's the beginning. That's the beautiful moment. And yeah, we've done some wrong things, but it's not only that you did wrong, but that you didn't want to admit you're wrong. So let's explore that. Let's take a little break. Roland has written over 18 books, including It's Sunny and Warm in the Kingdom of God, About the Perpetual State of Peace and Joy, Contemporary Contemplation with Reflections on Miguel de Molinos, which is about how delicate realizations come through the soul when it stands back with awareness, and Tough Problems tender solutions, which gives you valuable guidance on how to overcome layers of memories and conditioning based on wrong reactions in the past. They're available on Amazon and on our website. You can Google Roland Trujillo Books to find out more about these valuable resources. Here, for example, are a couple of things that uh, people have to be sorry for. That when people see, and if they don't harden their heart, what can they experience except a kind of a quiet sadness when they see their own wrong? For example, they could have been patient with their partner, but instead they were angry and fought and didn't want to admit they were wrong 
and hardened their heart and gave up on the other person and threw in the towel and quit on them, that sort of thing. Or when the kids were little, the parents were impatient with the children, impatient with them, and it led to all kinds of problems. And not wanting to face reality, not wanting to admit they're wrong. See, that's our big problem. We don't want to admit we're wrong. Do you realize that just admitting that you're wrong would be the could be the beginning of a, of a whole new life? And so what is admitting you're wrong? Of course, God allows U-turns, and he does. But think about what he used to tell the Israelitish people. He used to say, you got to turn from your wicked ways. Well, you got to make the U-turn. And making the U-turn begins with admitting that you're wrong. See, it's not so much the drugs that you're taking or the mean things that you say or cheating here or lying there or cutting corners here. or It's not so much any particular thing that you're doing. It's the basic attitude of not wanting to admit you're wrong. And being prideful. All right, so you've been prideful. And you've done things you shouldn't have done and said things you shouldn't have said. But then afterwards, you didn't want to admit that you were wrong. Not to the other person. Not to yourself. Not to conscience. Not to God. So, how do you take advantage of the fact that God allows U-turns? Well, you got to make the U-turn. And making the U-turn begins with admitting that you're wrong. Now, you have an opportunity every day to soften that uh, hardness of heart that you have. Every day there will be an opportunity. And Let it begin with those nearest and dearest to you, your partner, your kids. You have an opportunity to, the next time you say something mean or you're impatient, then immediately admit it. The moment that you see that you were impatient, immediately admit it. I say, I'm sorry, I was impatient. I'm sorry, that was wrong. Admit it. Expose yourself. In other words, expose your error. Feel the shame of of your own hardness of heart, your own meanness, your own selfishness, your own brittleness, your own lack of love. See it. See, you have to see it. So first of all, you have to see it. And then when you see it, admit it. And don't make excuses. See, The excuse is the very first evidence that you want to deny reality. See, if you were willing to accept reality, then the first thing that you would see is that you're wrong. If you're standing there being impatient with your child, if you're standing there filled with resentment towards somebody, if you're standing there resentful because somebody else is prettier than you or handsomer than you or got to the head of the line first, 
or somebody else won the prize, or somebody else won the game, or somebody else did better than you and showed you up. And so when you sit there secretly resentful, secretly hateful, see, if you were to admit reality, you would have to see the truth. The truth is that you are, see, wrong for being resentful and being hateful, or for not being honest or for withholding the truth and not wanting to rock the boat, making your own comfort, your own peace of mind, your own pleasure, your own perks, your own position, your own something, making it more important than what's right. And so you clam up, you say nothing, you allow injustice to prevail. Well, that's, that's not good. First thing you have to do is to accept reality and see the truth. So let's explore that. Let's take a little break, and then we'll explore that some more. One of my greatest pleasures is to go to the mailbox, and there's mail there. I love getting letters from listeners. It's one of the best parts of the week when I go to the mailbox, and there are some letters there from listeners. I love them dearly. So... I want to give the address again for those of you who want to write to me. It's, of course, Roland, R-O-L-A-N-D, Trujillo, T as in Tom, R-U-J-I-L-L-O. And the address is 1556 Fitzgerald Drive. That's 1556 Fitzgerald Drive, number 217, Pinole, California, P as in Paul, I-N as in nutmeg, O-L-E, Pinole, California, 94564. Once again, that's Roland Trujillo, 1556, Fitzgerald Drive, number 217, Pinole, California, 94564. Look forward to hearing from you. As we're near the end of our time together, I invite you to visit the many resources available at our website, SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Listen in again next week, same time, same station. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. First thing you have to do is to accept reality and see the truth. So now let's talk about if basically you don't want to admit you're wrong, that means you don't want to make a U-turn. You want to save your pride. You want to save face. See, because if you had to admit you were wrong and that you are selfish or that you are resentful, and that you are impatient, and so on, then your pride would be humiliated and humbled, especially if you, you know, admitted it to someone who you've been prideful toward, or mean toward, or resentful toward. So if you don't want to make the U-turn, then the first thing you do is you reach for an excuse. And 
you escape into your imagination because there you can you can build the case against the other person and build a case in favor of yourself of how you're a nice person and hard done by and misunderstood and so on and so forth and the other person is bad and all that kind of stuff so then you hide in the imagination and and try to rearrange the past to make it look make them look wronger and make you look right or if you see enough reality that you sort of have to admit that you messed up. If enough reality gets through that you actually have to see the fact that you messed up, you can see the sorry mess you've made of your life. Okay, you, you can't deny it. There's so much of it. You see it. You have to see reality. You can't deny it. It's staring you in your face. Your partner wants to divorce you. Your kids are crying. You're not doing your work properly. you got all these issues that you've you've created through your anger and so on, you can't deny it. And so then what do you do? Why, you try to save your ego, to save face. And so maybe you try to act nice, and maybe you try to make more money, and you try to get more knowledge, and you go to school and get another degree and study, and you do all these things and, and get nice clothes and then you look for people who say that you're a nice person who lie who think you're who lie to you and tell you that you're you're nice and you do everything in your power to make yourself look right and so on and so forth you could be that kind of a person and still have a vicious pride see that secretly judging other people secretly condemning other people or where you make yourself feel good by doing for other people, so that in their eyes you will appear to be a nice person. So you've got all of that kind of stuff going on. A lot of game playing and a lot of denial. So what is reality then? The reality is that somewhere along the line, you had a little bit of selfishness when you were a child. Yeah, you did. Had a little bit of an ego. And yeah, you did resent other kids when they were smarter than you or something. And that's not good. But somewhere along the line, people fed that pride. They somehow gingered up that pride and supported it and protected it and goaded it. See, so it doesn't matter whether people tell you that you're great and you're wonderful and then you puff up and feel like a great queen or king and your pride puffs up. Or on the other hand, they, they put you down and they criticize you and they disrespect you and they reject you and so your pride puffs up in judgment. See, it puffs up in judgment and resentment of those people. Either way, your pride is provoked and it grows and it grows and it hides in the imagination and it hides in the emotions and it is supported by everything that's wrong. See, everything that's wrong supports your pride. And what is true and what is simple and what is innocent, and what is sweet. See, your pride avoids it like the plague, because the problem is that this pride in you, see, it's not even really your pride. It came into you. See, it grew in you so that it eventually took you over. And now your pride can be so vicious that it will never admit it's wrong. And so that's what's in you now. Well, so what are you going to do? The first thing you have to do is admit. Admit that that's the case. 
and be willing to know the truth regardless of what it is and regardless of the consequences. See, if it means that you have to be totally humbled, which would be good. See, if you can be humbled but not but not humiliated. In other words, if you can be humbled without re, but without resenting being humbled. See what I mean? If you can shed the the tattered rags of pride and just be a simple person and let your hair down and do something simple. See, the other thing is that is that everything around you feeds feeds pride. Even the workplace feeds your pride, doesn't it? Because what? There's so much injustice there. There's gossip. There's backstabbing. There's politicking. And even if you don't want to be involved in that yourself, it tempts you to judge them. See? See how that works? And so you can both judge them and at the same time feel pretty good about yourself, comparing yourself to them. So comparison is a false standard for a variety of reasons. First of all, you don't know the whole story. And secondly, there's something disgusting about judging other people. It's okay to discern. In other words, to see what is, but just take the pinch of judgment out of it, the pinch of resentment out of it. But what I was going to say is that this is a false standard. What is the correct standard? The correct standard is conscience, what you know in your heart, what you know wordlessly. This is Jeremiah Trujillo. Repentance is a crucial first step in your Christian walk. I believe that being willing to admit when you've made a mistake is equally important, not just for your spiritual health, but to help others see you in a good light as well. When you own up to a mistake that you've made, it confirms the viewpoint that others have of you. In other words, it affirms other people's sense of right and wrong. And let's be honest, most people are very perceptive. They can see when you've done something wrong or could do something better, especially when you're working in a field in which they have expertise. Some small kids will claim, I didn't do it, while they're looking down at the floor and twisting their toes in the floor. They obviously look guilty, and you don't want to make the same mistake. You have to be somewhat aware, and if there's any awareness there at all, then hopefully your conscience will be there. And then you check with your conscience what you know in your heart. What you know wordlessly is true. And if you see that you were wrong, then just admit it. Admit to conscience, before conscience. And where does conscience come from? It comes from God. It's God's way of communicating with you. It's your closest link to God. Your closest link to God is not on the outside, in a book, in a building, in another person, in some words, in some music. Your closest link to God 
is what you know in your heart. You sense, you intuit. It's like a hunch. It's like a gut level knowing. It's like just seeing. If you see somebody being mean to somebody else, you can see that they're being mean. Nobody has to tell you. You don't have to go to school to learn it. You don't have to ask anybody. You just see that they're being mean. So if you see that you're wrong, if you see that you've been impatient, or you see yourself resenting someone, or hating someone, or judging someone, or being phony with someone, when you see that, just see it. And don't try to deny it. Don't try to make an excuse for it. And just stay with that. And if you've done something wrong, just bear the pain of seeing your own wrong. And people will come along and they'll try to make you feel good. They'll say, well, it's not your fault. You couldn't help yourself. They were bad, blah, blah, blah. Just let all that go in one ear and not the other. Just be aware of the truth. That's the beginning of your U-turn. Don't deny it. Don't make an excuse. Don't reach for a marijuana or for a drug or for alcohol or for a video game, or for football on television, or for somebody to talk to and make you feel great. Just see it. And don't try to do anything about it. Don't try to cry a bunch of crocodile tears and say, oh, how terrible I am. Just see it. That's the beginning of the U-turn, of accepting reality, not denying reality. And see, if you can start to accept reality in these little moments and not deny it, then you won't need the excuse. You won't need the alcohol. You won't need all the food and the drugs and the marijuana and all the things that you think now that you need. You won't need them to hide in and to deny reality with. You understand? You will be happy with reality, even though it shows you that you're wrong. Why? Because you know God is there. And you know that he cares. And you know that he's showing you that you're wrong. His inner light is shining. And in his light, you see you're wrong. And when you admit, yes, I'm wrong, you know God is there. And you also see something else very beautiful. You see that you're wrong, yeah. But you see that he doesn't hate you. God doesn't hate you. He just wants you to see that you're wrong and knock it off. And he doesn't require you to be endlessly, you know, forever sorry and trying to make up for something. He just wants you to see it. And admit you're wrong. And maybe there's a brief little pain of seeing the truth. And then after that, you wipe away the tears and you go about your life. That's the beginning of change. That's the beginning of your U-turn. That's the beginning of a new life right there. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. 
Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.